Jessica and this is ATC Presents Daebak K Rambles where a couple of friends review Korean dramas and it is season three. I'm not sure if this is the first episode of season three or a later episode. Things sometimes shake down differently, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for coming back with us. We're so excited for season three. I have with me today, Miguel, returning guest. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jessica. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. We're recording this before your big move to Japan. Yeah. So I'm excited that you found a little bit of time to watch the show we're talking about today and that we can discuss it and just go down the rabbit hole here a little bit. Very happy to. <laughs> very, very yes. happy to. <laughs> um, a little housekeeping. If this is your first time listening, thank you for giving us a try. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Come and check us out on social media. That's where I run wild. And I also let you know what our latest episodes and reviews are. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at ATC Pod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please, please consider becoming a patron. It's such a great way for you to get involved and show your support. For as little as $2 a month, you can become a patron and get exclusive content. Like I just started doing little uh, mini episodes for you guys, just for the Debak fans on Patreon. And you can only find that on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Become a patron. Okay. Okay, yep. Miguel, we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about <laughs> Snowdrop today. And Snowdrop, if you guys don't know, was a show that aired originally from December 2021 to January 2022. So it's pretty not too old for us. We're recording this in June, the last day of June in 2022. Hmm. So it's just a few months old. So the synopsis reads, In 1987, a bloody man jumps into a women's university dormitory in Seoul. Yongdo, a female university student who falls in love with him at first sight on a group blind date, takes care of him despite the strict surveillance and dangerous situation. However, Yongdo is shocked to learn his secret. Despite heartbreakingly watching over his first love, Yongdo, Suho has no choice but to move according to the command... (laughs) This makes no sense. Okay. It's trying not to spoil anything, but it's weird. Mm. Okay, he has no choice but to move according to the command in order to save his teammates and to go back to his home country where his sibling awaits. Yongdo rejects the will of her father and works hand in hand with Suho to save her beloved man and her friends. (laughs) (laughs) What will happen to their fate? This is so... (sighs) This synopsis is exactly why I didn't expect anything in the show to happen i was like wait what what okay (laughs) so this is 16 episodes long Mm -hmm. why i don't know we'll get into it we need we need to contact the creators the writers someone like i need that was my first second and third question in this whole drama like (laughs) this is 16 episodes why why (laughs) okay okay the director they're an hour and a half each man oh my god we'll get into it we'll, we'll get, get into, into it, we'll it. Get into don't worry so this is directed by jo hyun tak and he directed sky castle among other things sky castle is a huge show that uh we may or may not be covering in season three and it's written by yu hyun ni and she also worked with the director before she wrote sky castle and she's also written bridal mask from 2012 those are just a couple of her um filmography 
<laughs> entries. <laughs> entries. My God. Okay. So it stars Jung Hae-in as Lim Suo, and he's been in a bunch of stuff, including Tune In for Love, which is a, I believe, a Netflix original hmm. with Kim Gon as yeah. well from Goblin. So he's uh, been in a bunch of movies, but I think people know him best from his TV work, which includes, you know, Something in the Rain, which mm. is something that we covered on season two. That was a whole great conversation with my guest, Caitlin. And then he was also in One Spring Night. And I think he also had a cameo in Goblin with Kim Goon. Like, he's, like, been everywhere. And I think that this year for him... Uh, 2021 to 2022 was a really good year because it was Snowdrop and then um, DP, which he was up for a Bexon Award as well for his role in DP. There you have it. Um, so really great actor. I love Jung Hae. I don't know if you've seen him before. I have. I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty solid chops. Um, yeah, I love him. I adore him. I think he's so hot. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Actor he has very clear skin. It's pretty remarkable. Clear skin. Yeah, no, the texture of his face. <laughs> I don't... Anyway, his co-star is Kim Jisoo. That's Jisoo from Blackpink. She plays Eun Young-ro, and this is her first starring role. She's only ever played a bit part on Arth Doll Chronicles, which is a terrible fantasy <laughs> K-drama. Do not watch Arth Doll Chronicles, even if you are a big Blackpink fan. Oh, no. So Jisoo, first big role. And we have a bunch of supporting characters, and I'll go through them pretty fast. We have Jang Sung Jo. He plays uh, Lee Gang Mu, Black Tiger. And he's been in The Good Detective, Chocolate, Encounter, Familiar Wife, pretty big shows. They also stars Jung Yoo Jin as Jung Hana. And she plays an agent. I'll just leave it at that. She's been in Romance is a Bonus Book, Still 17, Something in the Rain with Jung Hin. And W2 Worlds Apart. So I really like her filmography. I think that you've probably seen her more I often have. than not. Yeah. Yeah. And we have Yuina, who plays Kang Chung Ha, Chung Ya. And I won't say exactly, I won't say at all what her <laughs> character is. That's a major spoiler. But she's been in Touch Your Heart, Guardian, Goblin, The Great and Lonely God, My Love from the Star, You Are the Best, Queen and Hyun's Man, one of my favorite oldies from 2012, Great Greatest Love. Secret Garden. She has a great filmography. She's been in a ton of things, and I'm so happy to see her. Yeah, again. she's like such a veteran. I I recognize her right on the spot because my heyday with like hey drama was like 2008 to like 2012. Mm-hmm. So when I saw her, I was like, oh my god, she's back. Yeah, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. And then to round out the cast, we have Kim Min Kyu, who plays Ju Gyok Chan. Won't say at all what his character is, and he's been in, of course. Business Proposal from earlier this year, 2022. He's been in So I Married the Anti-Fan from 2021. Backstreet Rookie, Rain or Shine, a.k.a. Just Between Lovers. I don't know why they have two different names for some of these shows. I really anyway, don't. <laughs> and Because This Is My First Life, which I highly recommend watching Because This Is My First Life, okay. even if he has a smaller role in it. So, Kim min great year for him <laughs> as well. Very Okay, we have the cast out of the way, and we've had a few giggles, and we've joked our way through <laughs> this <laughs> so far. What did you think of Snowdrop? Oh, God. All right. Um, so, I liked it. Like, okay. I, I want to get that out of the way. Like, I did enjoy it. Okay. But there are so many caveats and asterisks 
and points of contention that I have with it. But I did enjoy it. I thought that all of the characters were really solid. There were certainly so many of them. Like they mm. were, bro, they were like so many characters in this yeah. drama. And they all got pretty equal screen time. And there's like, what, mm-hmm. four plot lines going at once? Mm-hmm. It was a mess, but a good mess. So <laughs> I generally enjoyed it. Everybody acted really well in it. Yeah. The story itself, there's really only so much we can say with, before getting into spoilers, but I like that it took a turn. I thought it was going to be like your average K drama. I went into this thing blind. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. read on it. I didn't. And it took like the biggest fattest turn just like five (laughs) episodes in i'm like how did we get here yeah like we were in the 90s listening to audio cassettes and dancing and like going on blind dates and then suddenly what happens happens and i'm like (laughs) where the hell am i where the hell am i Uh, but it was i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it i think the leads had chemistry which we'll we'll get into (laughs) Sorry, it's, I don't mean to keep laughing. No, it's fine. I suffice it to say, I enjoyed it, and we'll we'll get into the details why later. Okay, but okay, but oh, and the the setting, I love the setting. You love the setting, okay? Oh, yeah. Like they're late in eighties. Yeah, in late eighties, but they also have like they're in a women's dormitory, so it has like this kind of like dark academia thing going. Like, yeah, it looks like if Professor Xavier's school for <laughs> gifted children was in Korea, it looked like this yeah, dorm. I'm like, what is this European vine-covered building doing in Korea? Like, I was so confused right. with the stained glass windows, and mm-hmm. I I love mm-hmm. the setting for it and the outfits. Okay. It was great. There's so the much. Fits? Okay. Yeah, it, it worked. <laughs> what about you? What did you think? Oh man. Okay. So I. God, I wanted to like this show because I feel like I was immersed in the controversy and I knew who was starring in it. I knew that it wasn't going to end up on Disney Plus right away. So I was upset about that. And I think that I mean, my love for Jung Hyun kind of like sold me like, oh, this is probably going to be an amazing showcase for him, which 100 percent right. it was for sure. In spite but of some I, things. <laughs> yes, in spite of some things. But did I like the show? No, no, I think I liked really? the beginning of the show and the end of the show and like the 10, eight to 10 episodes that are in between. I just want to toss them in the trash and light it on fire because it's not that it's not that I disliked where the plot went. I just think I disliked how long the plot stayed stagnant in this one spot for the entire length of the show. I can agree with that. Yeah. That's that's the big caveat. When I say I like it, I guess you have the exact way to articulate it that I mean. I love the beginning, I love the end, and I love the general idea. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. bro, this thing was so long. Worst executed storyline of all time. By and far. It really, by far. By far. And a lot of the side characters, my God, I didn't give two shits about them. <laughs> So we're having we're having extended scenes with these characters that I do not give a shit about. And then, oh, yeah, let's go back to our two leads, Jung-hyun and Jisoo, and, like, what are they up to? And it's like, no, let's just stick with, like, the heaviest part of the show, the one with the most emotional, distressing damage that's happening. We need a it, new it's cut between of the them. show. We need a new cut of the show. I guarantee you that if they mm. focused on the most interesting parts... Yeah, this show could have been like a three-hour movie, mm. guaranteed. That's and that's me being just a little bit exaggerated and reductive. 
But at the very least, this could have been like a six or seven episode show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was like, this could have been a 12 episode. This could have been a 10. We spent episode 24 show. hours on this. Do you realize this? Oh, my God. 24 hours. Like It was such a waste. I felt like each episode was such a waste and they kept spinning its wheels. And a lot of the politics was very confusing to me. I, I have in my notes, like, I'm so confused, period. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, um, first of all, you picked this show because you said... Yes. I was like, here are all the shows that I'm thinking of. Like, let me know which one you want to do. Like, it's up to you. And you chose Snowdrop. I was like, okay, cool. This is like going to be a juicy episode. I just know it. And I, we met up a few weeks ago for a dinner and you were like, oh yeah, I'm about to start Snowdrop. And I was like, I have literally watched only 15. (laughs) I've watched 15 minutes of episode one and I'm hella confused. I don't know what the fuck's going on. In my notes, I even have, bro, this is dragging. I don't know if you can see that. (laughs) It says, bro, this show is dragging. Like it is it, dragging. Like and you it's dragging know, like a horse behind a carriage. And for you know, out of respect of the listeners and just general integrity, like I found myself mindlessly, like I'm there watching and I would just start like fast forwarding. I'm like, oh wait, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like I <laughs> need to Because I was like, no, like I like sis, I get it, but we've been here. <laughs> We've been here for 10 episodes. Oh like, my it's God. just. And the beginning of each new episode. The oh beginning of God. each episode spends five minutes going over the last five minutes of the last show. <laughs> like, they repeated the scene. Uh, yeah, like a lot of the. the Oh my God. Anyway, the bonus. We can rank. <laughs> Did you watch the bonuses? Did you get there or did you skip them? I so this is I'm the worst like K drama watcher because I never stick around to watch the preview of the next episode, right? Which comes like they do like the credits, they have the little sponsors pop up and the OST kicks in and I'm like next episode. Like right. I do not stick around for the preview and what ends up happening is I miss all the bonuses. The bu- and the and they came up the thing is uh Disney Plus puts the button skip whatever. Mm-hmm when yeah. the bonus is about to start so i would have to manually go out so it wouldn't kick me to the mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. i don't what a baffling I choice saw, for I disney saw plus a few bonuses but not the entire 16 episode bonus there's a couple of good ones bits. in there Ugh. there's a couple of really good ones in there well there's one that's my favorite but that's a huge spoiler uh but question for you is this disney plus's first original k drama like is with their exclusive rights or whatever Ooh, i think it might because that's certainly a, I know they also choice. did soundtrack number one or something like soundtrack number something which was also an original Disney plus K drama but that one was only a couple of episodes like it was that was like a totally different even system this that is they pretty did. It spicy wasn't a 16 for a Disney plus curated show well the thing like, is they sell kinda... it as I was confused <laughs> about the marketing for snowdrop it was misleading. the marketing was extremely misleading mm-hmm. it was not this like high stakes deadly thing that was <laughs> happening very politically charged no this was a romance between two young people that may or may not be star-crossed lovers across and, 24 hours <laughs> um yeah i the time oh my god let's talk about that so the marketing terrible mm-hmm. second the timing that happens in the show was extremely difficult to wrap my head around because it could be two episodes that's one day of time has passed like in 
in the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There, there's characters that complain, and we'll get into the plot point, but there's characters that complain like, hey, this has been going on for five days. I'm like, how the hell? Like, it's only five been days. one episode. Yeah. In nine was, days, was... this is going to happen, but somehow seven days had already passed. Like, I don't... Oh, my God. I got so confused baffled by how much time had passed they they didn't they were it was like oh this was happening here and this was happening here and like all these things happening machinations oh we got to stop this oh somebody got killed and then families are going missing end of the day if people are going missing it's like only one day has passed i was like this was a day was this ferris bueller's day off like he did everything the clothes the hair the makeup i'm like it's been eight days how do they look like this Oh my god. I, I okay. Mm. Okay, so we ha- probably have things that we like. I think the thing that we both liked is the chemistry between the leads. Yes, very romantic. Like right from the jump. I was hoping that we'd get more out of it. Yes. <laughs> uh not like physically or anything, but I just thought that we were going to get more moments between them more dialogue between they them. certainly had the time to do it they just didn't use it like the fact that we only get a blind date between them before everything really kicks off is a crime like they should have had mm-hmm. a couple of dates a meetup something but i don't is it earned uh, is the uh-huh. romance earned like right because right. yeah there's something there there's a spark but we never really went out beyond the spark. We just kind 100%. of stayed in the spark and then it turned into, dare I say, Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I don't... Yes, I have that in my notes, too. I was watching this. I'm like, this isn't... Like, this isn't okay. This is problematic now. <laughs> Super and very quickly. <laughs> like, on the drop of a hat, we're in problematic territory. Mm-mm. Okay, so I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just going to talk about the controversy really fast, right. and I don't think you know about the controversy. I do not. So... I'm blind to this completely. Okay. So these are some quotes, and I'm going to try and string it together to make a coherent thing. So <laughs> Snowdrop uses South Korea's history of the democratic movement of 1987 as a backdrop for the K-drama. Mm. So if that makes sense... This whole political environment was absolutely true to life. And a petition to have Snowdrop taken off the air was sent to the Blue House because people were in an uproar because, and I'll explain in a minute, but the Blue House is the Korea's White House. They Mm. sent this to the president and it had like over 230,000 signatures. It was like crazy. (laughs) He denied it, didn't didn't give it the time of day, and he said to respect the freedom and independence of the media, which is pretty pretty important, I would say. I'd say so, yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the people that were very upset with the drama feared that the K-drama showed certain characters in a different light. One fan said it this way they said to put it into context what would be your reaction if you saw a romance netflix series that portrays the nazis as somewhat likable and glorifies them (laughs) so here's the crux of the issue the young protesters during this era in the late 1980s were integral to the formation of south korea's democracy which still exists today and korean viewers said that snowdrop intense Um, insensitively rewrites this history by centering a North Korean character. And the Korean Herald said 
this is particularly egregious because many South Korean students were tortured and killed under the justification that they were North Korean spies, which were wall face lies. Snowdrop could lead viewers unfamiliar with South Korea's history to believe that some South Korean activists actually were North Koreans in disguise, which is an erroneous narrative pushed by conservatives in the country, like, you know, at the time. Um, And then there were also early uproars about the fact that uh, Yongro, Jisoo's character, was originally named after a real activist, a real woman whose husband was beaten during the protests, which led to her character being renamed from Yongcho to Yongro. (laughs) Jesus. It's kind of a mess because people are extremely sensitive about this time in Korean history and they don't want it being misrepresented. And it's, yeah, it's actually pretty insensitive and, like, disrespectful. I think people were saying it was extremely disrespectful to kind of write this story around these really emotionally charged incidents. Like, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. I just need to make that clear. I'm just like, yikes. I know. (laughs) So, I don't think we've given much away by talking about the controversy, but what are your thoughts on Snowdrop through the lens of the Korean controversy? So... The main disclaimer I have to put here is that this isn't a political time that is in any way native to me. Mm. In fact, I only recently found out that they weren't as free as they are now in the 80s. South Yes, Korea. it was under a military regime, a dictatorship. Right. So I wasn't familiar with that. In terms of like events and consequence, though. From an American lens, we have so many controversial stories here based around real world events all the time. So this is kind of like standard for us, I would say. Um, but I would see I see why people would get upset. Um, yes. The main love story is really awkward when you recognize it for exactly what it is. It's it's uncomfortable. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though he kind of like. You know, there's a redemption arc and there's all sorts of stuff. It's like, how do you justify a romance between these two, considering what we know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would say, I guess I understand why it's controversial and, you know, that sucks. But also, like, mm, you know, it's I I like the decision that they released it anyway, because it's true. Like, you can't just not talk about it either. Right. I'm of the opinion that it's okay. for it to be made because they're taking extreme creative license to craft a story around a certain time. And they said it in the late 1980s on top of this democratic movement on purpose. Right. Right. You know, so, which is fine, but I think we're way removed from something this, you know, politically charged. We're talking about Korean citizens who have memory and, of the of this democratic movement yeah it wasn't that long ago they're now uh parents who Mm -hmm. are you know very hesitant to talk about this tumultuous time in history because they were part of it right like yongro would be my mom's age now like it wasn't that long ago (laughs) it's not that long ago so can you imagine being like 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 of that age and being like what (laughs) yeah and then you do this show and you're like this is an insult yeah like no this feels like an insult it's horrible yeah it's giving credence, <laughs> however little credence, to the people that, you know, kind of were in power at the time. And the, the military regime. There, It was interesting, though, the way that they kind of framed the good side 
you know, mm-hmm. the the good side. It, it kind of, <laughs> I think that's the only thing that kind of got me is that we'll talk about it, but everybody in power, the ones that we traditionally view as good and bad, they were all extremely corrupt. <laughs> so yeah. like it, that show, like I was clutching my pearls about how incredibly corrupt everybody was around this. So mm-hmm. I thought that maybe that would soften the blow of the controversy but as far as i can tell it's only made it worse so (laughs) right and the showrunners were basically like look this the students protesting and that whole bit of the show is literally only a framing device and it's in the first couple of episodes and then you don't see it again so Mm -hmm. like you know please give it a chance it's not what you think it's about and like they they ended up like you know they could air their show it aired and and people watched it but it definitely was hurt by the controversy i would say i would say so too i mean two hundred thirty-five thousand signatures is nothing to sneeze at like (laughs) (laughs) yeah for them to well i heard that i think it's well above the number of signatures that is needed to get the president to address it like to say something about it within 30 days And he was like, I'm not going to take it off the air. Like, it can stay on the air because of X, Y, Z. So he did address it. He just didn't do what the people wanted. Exactly. <laughs> what the signatures were were begging for. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. I mean, I could probably craft a story that's similar to this one that would affect us in much the same way as maybe the Koreans were affected. If maybe we set a love story during the time of 9-11. Oh, God, yeah. And the male lead is, like, the son of Osama bin Laden. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not that far off. And it sounds it's, goofy. That's kind of close. Like, yeah, it's That's kind of close, close to what happened. Yeah. It's kind of close to Snowdrop. Maybe we and could do it. if you say it out loud, you're like, this is dumb as shit. Like, who's going to do this? This is terrible. How do you greenlight and- that? Like, oh, it's a romance. Oh, well, if it's a romance... <laughs> It's a romance. Starts here. Oh, let's whatever. go. <laughs> What's that girl from Blackpink doing? Come on, let's let's get everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that's all I have on the controversy, and I think we're we're just done. We're we're ready to talk yeah, spoilers. We, we got to go in. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We're gonna talk spoilers right after this. <laughs> Hey, you want to come in? Okay, we're on the other side of spoilers. So if you do not care to be spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. <laughs> if you do not care to be spoiled on Snowdrop, then stop listening and come back later after you've watched the show. Okay, Miguel. Mm. I forgot to ask you what your soju bottle score for Snowdrop is. So do you want to give that right now, real fast? Yes, I'm going to go ahead and give it. Uh, two and a half bottles of soju. Two and a half bottles of soju. I think I will mm. give it the same. Yeah. Two and a half bottles of soju. It was almost there. They like it they was, had well. they had something. <laughs> they had something, but they had a glimmer of something. I didn't know what to do with it, or they just stomped it off, stomped on it for sixteen episodes. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just like I felt like they were stalling for time for eight episodes. It's like okay, yes. well, now we get. If I have to see one more fucking gun pulled on someone <laughs> for three minutes straight, I'm like, I, th- I was like, just shoot them, oh just shoot them, God. shoot something. And it's always not loaded. And I was like, no, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this show should be called The Spy Who Loved Me, mm-hmm. first of all. 
That's a way better title than Snowdrop. What What do you think they were going for with Snowdrop I, being the title? I really don't know. Like, I, I've looked at it from at every loss. angle, and I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, Maybe their love was as precious and, like, melted like a Snowdrop. It was you effervescent know, like, Very fleeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I love the font of the logo. Like, I was like, I wow, this is beautiful. And, and is Snowdrop a word? Wouldn't it be, like... Is snowdrop um, a re- like what's a snowdrop? Like is it, a there's snowdrop a is a real word. Is it okay? Don't break your brain over the word snowdrop. <sighs> but anyway, um, yeah. So Jung Han is not a student protester in distress and in need of uh for them to to hide him. He's really a North Korean spy <laughs> who's in the south doing a job for. Which is like for a coalition of North and South. I don't even, I still don't know why they were spying. The South is paying the North to send Northern spies to kidnap some influential um, professor to take him to the North to make it seem as if he's defected to the North. And that is a huge blow to the opposition party who could potentially take over the government when the election happens in a few days. Mm-hmm. Do I have that right? I think that's you do. What it is. That's one eighth of the story. One eighth of the story. Then you have because their wives, for some reason, like going to the wives of these high shit. up. Like, oh my god. So there's three wives. Uh, there's three wives to one for the Secretary of Defense, one for the current standing president, and one for what is it? The uh, president wannabe, the guy with the glasses. There's okay, yeah. yeah. So there's one is Yongro's stepmother. Mm-hmm. One is, and then one is another two two other cabinet members or something. And Yongro's stepmother is like married to the current president, right? Like, or the no, current, no, the current none lead of, of those, the ANS. None of those ladies were the current presidents. Okay, so, so they the all wanted wife. to be. They all wanted. They to be all a were wife. vying for their husband to be president, which is, I do not give two shits about. Neither do they were story. all trying to be Jackie O and they're all hanging out like at an Hermes type parlor. Yes. Like because one of one of the wives <laughs> had her own boutique. Like she ran her own boutique and was like clothing all of the ladies. And they treated her horribly always. Everyone all the women treated each other horribly. They were horrible people and their husbands were not any better. They were even worse, if you think about it. Kim Tae-in, and was I that don't his name? care. He yelled way too much every oh time. Oh my he was on god! I'm like, Bro, you're so annoying. Scre- it's screaming. He was screaming the entire show. <laughs> the times I, I had literally had that in my notes. Yeah, yeah, I'm over it. I was so I'm over, over it. it. And I hated the wives just because there was nothing. So, where do we even start with them? Do you even okay, want to get so into them? Like, I. No, I don't, I don't really teller, want to get into the 13 that. virgins. Like, that was kind of weird. Oh, my weird. God. That was nuts. That was, <laughs> like, the most... It, I don't even know what to call that. Like, that is the most craziest Well, let's go over the basic plot. premise. Like, what happens... Like, we find the out he's wives, a North Korean okay. spy. And then, but the wives are obsessed yeah. with getting their husbands to the top position, and that's fine. They go visit a, a fortune teller who's supposedly very good at what he does and he tells one of the wives that her husband will be you know president or what have you only if he appeases a snake god that his previous ancestor an ancestor of his killed 
And the snake god has been very, is very vengeful. And unless they sacrifice 13 virgins to this snake god, Please. then his, his presidency is off the table. I thought that was goofy as shit. It was, it was way too much. Like it was all way so, too much. Right. So then Yongro's stepmom is literally trying her best to get thir- exactly 13 girls in the dorm killed right because then we find out find out this dude is like a north korean spy so he basically locks down a dorm that yongro and her friends and everybody is in but it's because he went back to see her yeah for love (laughs) (laughs) because of a paper plane those damn when was the last time you like threw paper planes out the window i am scared to even litter let alone she's consistently throwing Little diary papers. And she's not even like a like prisoner. Like they can leave. Like she could have gone outside and like tied it to the fence if that was her whole thing. Like <laughs> I don't I don't get it. You're like, bro. why the paper planes? It's so archaic. It's like when they have like I don't know, like Korean shows also have that thing where they'll show up with a pinwheel. Like mm-hmm. who has a pinwheel? <laughs> When's the last time you've ever seen a pinwheel? Inception. Yeah. <laughs> It's in the vault. It's a fool's errand. <laughs> if Yongro was in Inception, <laughs> if we went inside Yongro's mind as three levels deep as if this was Inception, inside her vault would be a paper plane. <laughs> wet paper planes. Maybe that's the a snowdrop because they got wet with snow. Like Maybe that's the point. So oh, they God. hold the whole dorm hostage and that's basically it where the bulk of the messy. show t- takes it place. Gets... The whole yes. thing is in that dorm. I didn't think that that would happen, that Neither they would just I. set the whole entire show inside the dormitory. I thought that was going to be like three episodes tops. I was shocked. Yeah, exactly. We were same. There the I thought it would. Time. The whole time. The whole And I looked ahead. I was like, are we still in the dorm? And I look at episode oh 10 when God. I was on episode like five. And I was like, we're still in the dorm. That's it. Like, this is where we're going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a very nice dorm, though. Like I'm obsessed. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. like I'm obsessed. Very like the chapel. The, and but therein lies the problem, right? So the characters are being held hostage. Fine. There's high stakes between North and South communicating with each other. Fine. But then the show gets so repetitive, so mm. fast. Mm-hmm. People are held at gunpoint constantly, but no one ever gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's vague threats about what will happen if you leave the building. So there's constant standoffs between the North Korean guards or the hostage holders and the hostages. Yeah. But nothing moves forward. We get like half an inch per episode. Mm-hmm. We waste like easily like 20 minutes on the wives, mm-hmm. 40 minutes on uh, the husbands. Yeah, the husbands. And then. Whatever, yelling back and forth whatever whatever's left goes on the hostages and the hostages and what's happening in the building is the only real interesting part mm-hmm. there the espionage was cool though i was obsessed with the espionage you had no the idea who to tr- you, you had no idea who to trust the doctor that was they the thing send that in. i found okay it, that, okay let's talk about this so you're right i think i like the show when it's just in the vacuum of the dormitory mm-hmm. but then they start playing with us. I think the writer starts toying with us because then there's too many spies <laughs> because 
it's like too many coincidences <laughs> where it's like, oh yeah, the female doctor who's having an affair with one of the cabinet members gets sent in. She's the only doctor that can arrive in 20 minutes or whatever like their deadline is. And of course, she's a high-ranking North Korean spy deep undercover. So she's obviously on the North Korean side. Been in the country for 17 years. 17 years. How old is she? What the hell? I was Yeah, that was another question I had was, I guess she's, I don't know how old she is. They framed it like she was younger Mm -hmm. than, whatever. I don't know. She's a spy. No, I think she was older. She's a spy. That was the only reveal that I kind of saw coming. No, yeah, that was telegraphed. That was like, from the second they showed her, I'm like, she looks like a North Korean spy. And look, (laughs) she turned out to be. So I saw that one coming, but then we have Director P. Yeah, the hall director. The hall director who was like... What the hell was that? She was also undercover for the ANSP, like the police. And she had hours and hours and hours of recording of everybody in every dorm. That just seems kind of improbable. She was keeping... They they, they wiretapped the entire dorm. And she was giving uh, Marie Curie... Did you notice that? Like the hair, the dress. I was like, what? It, it wasn't until I the last episode. I was like, who is this bitch? And it's like, oh, it's the girl who solved polio. It's her. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, her getup was, I don't know, like Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. <laughs> like, what even? <laughs> the Like the boots with like the stockings. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Her exercising the girls. Did you like that part? I lost it. <laughs> When I tell you I lost it, she just pops onto the scene and she's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> there we are. I don't... Oh, man. So she has like a, a secret that needs to be kept as well. Her secret's stupid as shit as well. When they finally reveal that she knew the telephone operator's sister, they knew each other. And then the older sis... And her became acquainted in Germany, and then some professor of theirs went to Pyongyang, North Korea. And then, it's like which the implicated, smallest world. <laughs> it, I, I was like, this world is too small. It implicated the boyfriend, and then the two women were framed for being North Korean spies. Like, I don't get the fact that one, like, he cheated on her, like, with her best friend, and then the best friend got pregnant. Like, it was like nuts. So that was it was too much. It got so mock-jung at the end of the show. Like, well, throughout the show, was getting progressively more mock-jung. It was just, like, over-the-top hyperbole. Like, that didn't even fit the tone of the show. I was mad because I liked her. I, got I liked too. the hall director's character so much. Mm. Like, I thought she was, like, I thought like she was going to be a, a linchpin character. Yeah, me too. I thought she was going to make a big difference in the plot. Because she like, was she cool had a... as shit, dude. Like, mm-hmm. she was very she stoic. Was she was super mm. hard. And when they finally reveal, I'm like, man, y'all did her so bad. Mm-hmm. And you wrote that shit so bad. I was so mad. Oh, oh, oh I got to talk about this. Um, okay, tell me. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, but Basically, the telephone operator. The telephone operator. Let's talk about her. Homegirl was so desperate. Like, Bro. when I lost it when they're like, can you get me an English copy of <laughs> Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. And she's walking in her, like, polka dot dress and beret with the book, like, a lot. <laughs> She was like the pick me to end all pick me's. Oh my god. I felt god, bad for her until right. I stopped feeling bad for her. I was like, now you're just Same. selling everyone out. 
same I because then so she started selling people out. Bitch. She started partnering up with the North Koreans. She held the hall director up at gunpoint. <laughs> like she was like going and tried to nuts. empty a clip on her too. Like she's like yeah, shooting. Yeah, she actually shooting. shot her. I mean, <laughs> they the, even had to tell her like, she, "Yo, there's there's no there's no bullets in that gun. Like, <laughs> like you can stop now." Bro, she sold out the people in she there. She sold out so many times. I counted. It was seven times. Seven no. times they told her, hey, stop trying to contact people. Hey, stop trying to do this. Hey, stop. And she did it anyway until the very mm-hmm. end. And then mm-hmm. what was that supposed to be when, like, the hall director and the telephone operator are still working there together and what giving each hell? other a knowing smile? I would have thrown her to the curb, bro. Oh, my God. That fucking klepto. How dare she still work there? And she's wearing she kept a- <laughs> the white Marie Curie dress now. I was like, what? Yeah, in episode three, I have in my notes, um, the bitch who keeps stealing. I hate her. She's got such a smug look on her face and manipulates Yongro. I hate when she cooperates with the police and wants whistleblower money. Jeez, I know she's poor but and can't attend college, but damn, she's so unlikable. Super unlikable. And I don't... They pushed that poor narrative so hard, but we didn't get any motives. Like, what did she want? Just to be, like, a college student? Like, is that it? Like, I wrote... Let me see. Where is it? Yeah. I I wrote... I love the telephone operator with her little Shakespeare book. She just can't do anything right. <laughs> and... Yep. Let's see. Need the doctor was that... Oh, I have here Miss P's exercise sent me. So there's the... <laughs> I don't... It was so ridiculous. What did you think of... So... I don't I don't understand why they had to kill Yongro's brother. Uh, that like, was so was, confusing Like he was, again, like me. the biggest coincidence that he like stood in on night duty for a friend who was feeling sick. And then it ended up being that he was on the ship that caught the North Koreans taking the professor who was defecting to the North. And then... <laughs> There was a shootout and like he dies and you're just like, what? In why? In like, what universe? Was that necessary? Yeah. We didn't even need the brother as a character. No. Like he didn't even need to be a thing. And here's, you know, we've arrived to really the crux of my problem with this show. We're supposed to believe that after all that, <laughs> she still loves him. The young girl Oh my God. Let's him. talk about the, ro- let's talk about the romance because I think let's. we have a lot of issues with the subplots and the side characters, tons of issues, but let's talk about young and, uh, Suho because their relationship is really the driver of the story. Mm-hmm. You, at least I want to believe it's so. meant to be, but you, it's you tell they be. meant it to be, but it didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. work out. It wasn't what yeah. they wanted. They have really good moments in the beginning, like episodes one through three. They've got wonderful moments together. You know, the blind date. He like waits for her in the record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like smitten with her right away. Like they have like these really impactful moments together. And then she saves him and she like hides him. And the tends to his wounds. It's all super romantic. Super good. They almost get caught and he catches her with one hand. Come on. That's wild. It's like it's giving what it's supposed to give. She steals food for him. They have a secret knock at the door. Let's talk about him shirtless mm-hmm. in the upper room and he's like working <laughs> out. Like there's a question like, oh, yeah, I wonder if he's healed enough to like, uh, he's yeah, like yeah. fucking Rambo he's, up there. He's like ripped, which looking Shredded. back probably should have been the main clue. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so he's doing pull-ups and push-ups, one-handed push-ups over there. Just it, ripped. It's amazing. She even, like, when he catches her, because she almost falls off a building, right? Yeah. He catches her one-handed, and she goes, what are you, Superman? <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Like, it, oh, it was adorable. He, it was all It's him. great. She, like, gets locked up there with him because they lo- the people who came and, you know, mm-hmm. were raiding the upper room were like, they lock the door when they leave. And so she's stuck up there. She's panicked. She's she's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm, like, stuck up here. And he's, like, trying to comfort her. He's making paper airplanes with her. He's like, paper you know, I'll figure out something. Like, aren't I Superman? He's, try, you know, very attentive to her. It's super charming. It's charming. I You're like, here for this, it. Yes. And then as soon as he puts a gun to her head... I was like, oh yeah, they're bo- like they're dying. Like, one hundred percent, this is not going to end well. Right. One hundred and ten percent, he's going to die. Th- those are my thoughts. Immediately, I knew that they immediately. Were, I knew like someone's going to die. Like they're never going to recover not... from this. As soon as look, ladies, if a man puts a gun to your head, and then later tries to say, oh yeah, forgive me, I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> the de- the damage <laughs> has been done. Do There's not no take him back. back. No coming back. Yeah. Uh, the hostage situation ends up really killing <laughs> the romantic drive of the show. And right? they never get it back. So, and here's the problem. I can forgive all of that, but they keep trying to frame certain scenes as romantic. They're like, wait, yes. no, you can't. No, like he'll go, yes. he'll, you know, so, so we'll just lean into the fact you know that he's a north korean spy and a threat Mm -hmm. to national security with no regard to human life so Mm -hmm. he'll pull a gun on a hostage just for trying to live their life and we're (laughs) supposed to believe yomuro is like no don't shoot her do it don't shoot her for me being the implication and i'm like for you he's holding you hostage Mm -hmm. he's holding Mm -hmm. all of you hostage like Mm -hmm. this isn't romantic this is terrible This is terrifying. (laughs) And I got to be honest, I have in my notes that I feel like the showrunners thought this was a good idea to have a romance between a North Korean and a South Korean after the massive success of Crash Landing on You. Yeah, and that didn't... Which is that, you know, North and South, Starcrest lovers, same kind of romance. But in this case, I feel like it went sideways you know when i tell you i was upset like i don't because they're trying so hard to make it romantic i'm like no you Mm -hmm, lost mm -hmm. the magic yes you wrote yourself out of that and i was hoping what was gonna happen was okay instead of leaning on the whole romantic thing they would be like okay well yongro realizes what's going on Mm -hmm. so now she's gonna team up with the other hostages and the people from her dorm the girls from her dorm against him and it was gonna be this cat and mouse game like Uh i thought you loved me but you didn't but they they didn't they kept trying Mm -hmm. to push the romance anyway and it leads to a very unearned final episode Mm. like yeah well let's say the final episode let's save it though but yeah, I have in my notes Florence Nightingale because she gave him first aid <laughs> and, and like fiercely protected him and hit him in the door. And then, of course, you mentioned Stockholm Syndrome. That's literally what this is. Yeah. You know, people developing positive feelings toward their captors or abusers. And I personally felt very conflicted over 
the romance because I love Jung Hin. I have already said that I think he's beautiful. He's intense. He has acting chops, the physique. What am I going to do? Like, how can I <laughs> even breathe right now? But then he's like a full bloodied or not bloody full bodied communist and spy like <laughs> double whammy and then in episode around episode eight or so i have in my notes that like what was ex- extremely annoying about the two characters is that every time they have a one-on-one interaction together they played this sappy piano music I, and it's really I, I sad melancholy song you kind of makes you feel like they should be together, that the showrunners want you to feel sympathetic towards them or maybe just sympathetic towards him and his struggle, Mm -hmm. their struggle as a (laughs) quasi-couple. And it's so annoying because it's frustrating because it makes you feel, it feels like it's undercutting how seriously offensive it is to try and get these two characters to be together. You know what I'm saying? It's so... It's offensive. It is offensive. Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm looking back at it, it's a lot more offensive than I remember because it's it's pretty atrocious, actually, because they're trying to push this angle so hard and you're just not feeling it. Mm. It's like, I don't I don't ship this anymore. He's holding mm-hmm. like 60 <laughs> young women hostage, including yeah. an old woman and an old man, but that was a whole other thing that the writers that decided was another. To... <laughs> that pissed um, me off. Yeah. So, I was so mad, bro. I thought the show was going to get a little smart around episode eight when she pulls like a Princess Jasmine sort of deal. Like she demands that he explain to her why he has her paper airplane. Mm-hmm. And if that's what drew him back to the dorm, did he come back for her? And she gives him this back hug. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, a back hug. It's like it's happening. <laughs> It's happening. And then he gives her a front hug. But then she goes for the detonator in his back pocket. Yeah. Like she was faking it to try and get like something out of him. And it was, you know, Princess Jasmine in Aladdin is the example I have in my notes. I but... thought the detonator was fake too. Like. Oh man, yeah. Like I thought they introduced the detonator as fake. Like... I knew like from the get go that they didn't rig the entire <laughs> building to blow they were like we have explosions everywhere like you can't go anywhere because i have this detonator it's gonna blow up the entire building we're all gonna die together and you're keeping and it in like, your back pocket bullshit like, like that's not even remotely true because <laughs> like, <laughs> he fell i was like, like you're telling too. me you have a duffel bag full of enough explosives to blow the entire building sweetie and when did you have the time like to yeah. set those up <laughs> also what about the wiring thing when the ansp like drills Ooh. holes into the wall and starts wiring like is that you're telling me there's no music no nothing no storms or lightning or anything that would like offset the noise of them drilling through concrete mm-hmm. and they managed to do it secretly because that's really loud and look at how thick the outside of that building is they had to drill like 10 12 inches just to get through the wall yeah. like, what are we talking about and then they were so obviously sticking out of the wall like i was just uh, i'm so upset <laughs> they're like shh, shh. <laughs> they're listening right now i'm like they <laughs> you didn't hear when they did that this show had me when so they tight installed that? with so many little things like this show had me so tight like i was like this oh, is oh man this isn't believable anymore. I'm not rooting mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. But, oh, you man. know, whatever. Fine. Episode 10, we get a really good moment with our telephone operator, like, actually turning to the dark side. And she comes out with the red polka dot dress <laughs> and, the and the beret, beret and the gun. <laughs> oh, me. 
that was the biggest you get what you fucking deserve like school shooter mess i've ever seen in k-drama it really was and it's the and it's so funny to me that it even at her most threatening it took some convincing for them to back down like this one girl was like i'm not afraid of this gizzard <laughs> like <laughs> that was her nickname yeah. yeah she's like i'm not afraid of you like what you sold us out and you're so desperate you know what that's what it was she was so desperate and that's the only thing that kept me feeling bad for her like she was I never did not feel threat. bad for her at she all. was just like i felt bad for her on a very detached level i'm like man no, not feel bad. I pitied her. I, mm. I pitied her. I'm like, damn, you don't you don't stand a chance. You're just like desperate. Like Yeah. Her character was Bunok. Bunok. Even like she would keep <laughs> trying to communicate the ANSP and they were like, Don't call yeah. me again or I'll kill you. Like they were yeah, sick of they her. Were like, like, get off this line. <laughs> I don't she's dumb. She's dumb. Oh it was dumb. It was <sighs> That that was a tasty right. comeuppance though when uh, yes. They asked General P, or they asked the headmistress, like, hey, who do you want to leave this building? Who do we need to get Ooh. rid of? Chooses Ooh. everybody from dorm 204. Chooses the girl who has narcolepsy, because she's, like, always going to be an issue. And chooses the gizzard, too. And they're like, she, the gizzard gets in the way of her own success. She's like, no, we should do a lottery system, blah, blah, blah. And when they cut back to the headmistress, it's like, yeah, she's very pathetic. Like, her family's poor. And if it wasn't for this job, they're going to die. <laughs> what a horror. Yeah, she time. ruined her own chances of getting out. That was a pretty tasty comeuppance, though. Even if it meant it was. everybody was failing, I was like, damn. But she never learned her lesson, so... She never did. She never learned her lesson. To the, very last, to the very last episodes, she was always with that microphone trying to sell everybody out. With that walkie-talkie. Yeah. Like, no. Oof. And the money, she was trying to steal, like, the spy money and all this stuff. You only have to, if you're good at stealing, you only have to do it once. Literally, <laughs> they were the thinnest racks of money I've ever seen in my life. They were, like, covered Trust. with saran. Like, just put it in your bra and call it a day. Like, right. she's, like, hiding She only needed in- one. Yeah. She only needed one One bundle. of those was, like, what, three years worth of her salary or something, they yeah. said. Like, whatever. It's fine. <sighs> Okay, you can hear so how exhausted the, we are with this. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I really am. But anyway, the episode 11 has the coffee erasing, is what I called it, is when she, Yongro, makes Suho French press coffee, I believe. Uh, it's not French press. It's like an elaborate uh, coffee. Siphon. Thing? It's siphon uh-huh. coffee, yeah. Siphon Didn't coffee. I know they had those in the 80s, but okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> She busted out a percolator. <laughs> like, what the, like, where the <laughs> fuck are we? <laughs> For those who don't know, Miguel's a barista. <laughs> no lie. He's a barista. <laughs> so, oh my God, this is killing me. Anyway, he's like, oh, um, they go back and forth saying like, I want to, this coffee's going to erase, you know, bad things. Oh, and he says, I held a gun to your head. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, takes a swig of coffee and she's like that's a race now and i was like the hell it is the coffee didn't even have cream or sugar and you're like it's gone Ooh, like no it's not raw. <laughs> like, it's still, <laughs> no it's still better i hated that scene i gotta be honest but then they finally kissed as well and he's like then erase this too and kisses her they should have given us coffee to like erase the oh. past nine episodes that nothing happened like nothing happened no progress and then in episode 12, we get another <laughs> fucking North Korean spy. Yep. 
We got another North Korean another spy. Another spy. Who the hell was the new player? It. They thought it was the cook. Yeah. It was not the cook. It was the old man who was helping him initially. He was like the janitor, caretaker, or whatever the building. Yeah. Turns out who to was be also super all in. deeply undercover for like most of his life had a son in South Korea, all this stuff. He he even worked there through the first headmistress. Yes, and, and then killed, killed the first headmistress. What and here's found the out thing. His... What is their plan? Like what are you spying on? What intel are you gathering from a girl's right. dormitory? Right. That's my thing too is that okay, you're introducing all of these like they're it feels like they're retconning. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're retconning every few episodes. Oh, another spy. Oh, another this. And to what end? It's a girl's dormitory in the middle of Seoul. Right. Who are you hoping to catch here? Yeah, like nothing's... And in a lowly job that's going to take up... Well, not a lowly job, but, you know, it's a standard profession, but one that's going to take up all of your time. Mm -hmm. You live there. You work there. You sleep there. (laughs) Like, when do you get to leave to get intel? (laughs) Right. Like, what intel are you gathering here exactly? Maybe that was part of the commentary. I mean, I do know that like, there was some pretty insulting moments like where they're like, damn, I pity you. Your life is, like, terrible. <laughs> like, even the woman who's being killed. <laughs> the spies are, like, going up to each other and be like, man, I really feel sorry for you because you have a worse spy drop than I do. <laughs> even when he's, like, choking out the old headmistress with, like, telephone cable, he's like, you could either give in or give up. And she's like, well, if my life is going to be anything like yours, I'd rather die. <laughs> With her dying breath, she's like, you're in a cult. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, her dying breath down. is, I pity you. I pity you. Like, yeah. Damn. And it, that's what sticks with him is like he led a pitiful life here. And it, like, to what end? I have a question. Oh, man. Because yeah, he kills. I have so many questions. He kills one of the other North Korean spies. Yeah. And when he. Wait, wait. At the In the last episode? Are you talking is about that the last, last episode? episode? Probably, I don't know. I don't know which spies the you're old guy kills to. the other two spies that are in, okay. In yes, the hostage yes. Situation. So it's the last episode. Okay. Can we? Can I? Oh yeah, go go right ahead. So he kills one of them, and his dying words are, "Please don't tell my mother how I died." Are they alluding that the cook was actually his mother, or was that? <gasps> No. I think they no. were because remember when no. she's like, Oh, my son, no you need food. You need food. And there he's like, no Mom, way. and he's like tearing up. No, and no, shit. no, 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 no. I took it to mean that don't tell his real mother in North Korea mm. that he died. I was mad at that. Like, I that was telegraphed too because of the way they framed the scene. So, oh my God, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about this brutal, brutal final episode and the way they killed off the spies. So. <laughs> By the way, I felt you bad had... for them by the end, honestly. Like the spies, Oh yeah, by the end I was like, just let them fight. Cuz they're just stuck. Let them go. They're not going home. They can't stay here. Like it yeah. like it felt like shit, honestly. Mhm. Mhm. It was a problem. <sighs> I don't know. So they are talking back and forth of like what they'll miss about South Korea and the one that like had a busted leg said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to miss the fried chicken in South Korea." And the other guy was like, and... "I'm going to miss the soup." And the one guy that with a busted leg gets up and starts talking, literally mid-sentence, he gets shot in the head. Sniped. It was so And when dumb. it happened, I was like, I knew it was ha- going to happen. I knew they were not going to make it to North Korea. I was like, they're, they're going to die. And even so, I was still sucker punched. 
I was so with upset. that. I was upset. Because they defected an ideology, too. Like, the implication is that they're like, okay, well, we can't go back north because our party betrayed us and we're going to die. So let's get our family and try to live down here. We don't really like the south either, but, you know, we can try to live a normal life. Mm-hmm. So they at least defected enough from the ideology to get a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And that took, what, 15 <laughs> episodes to do? So to see all that work just... I hated that for so many reasons. Like, removing all sentiment from it, I hated it because here's this old guy that hadn't... We we didn't know he was a spy or he was a threat or anything. And maybe it's just me, but even knowing that he is a spy, it's like, I still don't know your motive. So for me, these characters died for nothing. You're getting intel that these other four North Korean spies who you have no way of knowing are in the same building as you, that small world syndrome comes up again. Because it's like, okay, you're getting intel related to these four spies, but we never see Mm -hmm. North Korea talking to this one old guy. So it's like, all right, we're supposed to accept that you're a spy and that you have instructions to kill the main characters so far. I don't, I didn't buy it. Yeah, it came up too late in the show. Too it late was, to care. Again, <laughs> like, it felt like a retcon. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, and we need to spice this up. And it's like, no, not like that. Let them go there was home. Like betray- it was betrayal upon betrayal. And it was just stacking up in ways that didn't add up. And didn't matter in the end. And didn't matter. Like, Suho's dad was initially, you know, kind of trying to keep him alive, trying to you know, work behind the scenes to get him back to North Korea. He was, seemed very upset that the South Koreans were trying to kill his spies, trying to kill his son and all this stuff. Lo and behold, we have what feels like a retcon. That's not his real dad. His real dad was a musician and was a creative and died in a mine or whatever. And he was an orphan and he ends up getting adopted by this high ranking official in North Korea. Yeah, but don't forget the his second in command turns out to be his biological mom like yeah <laughs> so what? the dad so his adopted father is clashing with another female official who seems rather hell-bent on being villainous more villainous than anyone else in the show right <laughs> she has... why is she more villainous than all these she fools? abandons her family but somehow doesn't turns recognize out... that's her son exactly it turns out that she abandoned suho when he was a child she abandoned her family to like rise up the ranks of the north korean military and like it was so like stop making these bad writing choices i i love when he the only good thing to come out of that whole mess was the main north korean dictator gifting this woman a painting of saturn devouring his son <laughs> by francisco goya he i lost he was my giving shit. her such a sick burn right <laughs> oh yeah like this is yours i'm giving it to you saturn eating his uh, child the biggest mistake like, i ever made is assuming you were human <laughs> like for a north she korean dictator that. to tell you that like holy shit she was like <laughs> Uh, jokes on you because I don't recognize that as my son. Like I have no children, so I'm still gonna kill him. And it was like, what? <laughs> it was like a like you're playing Uno, and it's like someone sets down like a p- reverse, but and surprise, then like, pull- bitch. <laughs> yeah, pick up the whole fucking deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what that scene was. I, I don't. This was the part where it all fell apart for me. Like, oh this really? Is that the part. part. 
<laughs> well, there was like the threads were coming loose sooner. I was trying so hard to focus on the parts I cared about. When they showed the wives, yeah. checked out. When they showed the guy who was shouting too much, checked out. Checked out. I loved I loved the two ANSP agents that had like an on again, off again relationship thing going. Uh, yeah, that was I think cool. that, that needed that needed a little more fleshing out though, because mm-hmm. she also had this weird subplot thing where her dad was the one that like tore them apart, and like he's the one that sent her ex fiance overseas and like broke them up. Like we don't need all of they that. They had time to introduce why. that if that was going to be a story, but they drop it across like four minutes. Yeah, it's stupid. It's bad writing. Or like, I also liked um. There was when the North Korean spy was her name, Kang, doc, the doctor. The doctor. I love when the doctor, like, gets to leave the dorm. That's when she shines the most. Mm. She's like wearing that Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation outfit, like with the hat. Oh, it did look like Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation. <laughs> She's like running around and shit, and like she gets that foreign. Like she, that foreigner see, it's investment. It's like a moment where they're actually being spies. Yeah, like the, She's the actually espionage being a spy was crazy. So I don't know if you yeah. saw this bonus scene. This was actually my favorite bonus scene. You okay. remember when the um, fortune teller tells one of the wives, like, oh, you're going to meet someone who's going to change your life. Yeah. Then they introduce this con artist lady. Yeah. My favorite, I don't know if you saw the bonus. There was a bonus clip that shows uh, the doctor meeting her. It's like, okay, so you know what to do. You need to accept the $300 million. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, no, I got this. I scammed all sorts of American men on on in Okinawa. <laughs> you know what they called me, right? And she's like, yeah, the main schemer. And they start laughing. And I was like, okay. But it was cool. What? It was, it was dumb, <laughs> but it was really cool because I was like, where did this chick come from? Like, Speaking of laughably bad things, um, real quick, the CGI in the city of Seoul, a mess every time they're on the road or driving around terrible I, horrendous and that's the worst that i've seen in a k-drama in a long time i was like whoa they, i thought this was disney plus money they spent all the money getting like all these like other fucking characters like they, they have yeah, like they 30 had a, characters it was a stacked cast and these are all well-known actors like i when i said supporting cast it was just like a four people the most of these characters are veteran actors <sighs> too bad they didn't write them anything good no nothing yeah so i'm gonna jump back to the emotional connection because there's a one last thing in the in the finale that kind of t- ties to this right so we're going back to suho and yongro their emotional connection they don't quite zero in on it throughout the entire show and nope. instead it tries to go for all of this plot development and contrived plot twists which we've detailed a few already <laughs> yep I'm sure there's more that we're missing No, there's out. way more, but who has the time? Like, honestly. <laughs> right. And I wasn't sure. I'm going to ask you this question. Does the drama allow the audience to go past Suho's horrific crimes and see a person just like everyone else who craves love and something familiar? Yes and no. Okay. Because there are genuine moments. They show, even though it's very meandering, I was able to accept at face value that they showed. They showed that he was at least trying to be better, and that he was ha- he was in conflict with his ideologies. He knew that the North mm-hmm. Korean Party was wrong all along, and right. he was adopted into that life. They showed him in training, bucking all of the ideas, like and all of mm-hmm. the regulations. He's like, no, that he he clearly knows right from wrong. Mm-hmm. So. 
the struggle was enough for me to be like, okay, fine. Like, you know, I can see there's a human being there. Right. But the problem comes back with, like, I know that intellectually, like emotionally, I don't feel it because they don't give them enough chemistry. They don't give them enough romance. They don't give them enough anything. So while intellectually, I know like he's more than what they're trying to make him out to be. He's obviously conflicted. He knows right from wrong. Do I care? Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the big question like do i actually care because uh, no not really not really because it, it, you need to show it like don't tell mm-hmm. us they're in love don't give us like the same four scenes where she tries to stop them from doing something drastic mm-hmm. show them a hug show them kiss show them talk about stuff and mm-hmm. i don't know so yes and no leaning towards no <laughs> Okay, I agree with you, and I do feel like in looking back, those moments where they are together and having some sort of emotionally charged conversation where they're getting to know each other better, they stand out in my mind. Mm -hmm. But overall, I feel like they didn't do the romance just... Let me put it this way. They didn't do these actors and their chemistry justice. Fair enough. Because I thought they were acting their asses off, and I thought that they had wonderful chemistry together, but they're doing it and they're not they're not getting returns diminishing returns throughout the show they they those actors were carrying the show carrying they were the show. carrying it yeah they had to have surgery afterwards to fix their issues their back issues from carrying the entire show on their back <laughs> so it's just i was about to say geez this production was rife with so many issues <laughs> Oh, and that, no, it's a joke. that poor nerdy, like, butch girl, apparently she passed away. The one who was one of the protesters. What? Yeah. You know, the one with the glasses with the super close. Yes. Couple? Apparently she died, like, in real life. What? Yeah. Under unknown circumstances. She was 29, and it was shortly after it aired. Oh, my god! Of course, they buried this, like, after the bonus, after the OST, after everything. So, like, it's easy to miss. But I was like, wow, this is, this production is a mess. Obviously. Well, (laughs) did you like the way that it ended? Because we we already talked about the other two spies getting offed. Mm. The grandpa spy also dying. And now Suho goes back to the dorm because they're going to blow up the dorm. They're going to kill the girls. Mm. And he decides to go back and like save her. I can't tell if I like the ending or I like that it ended. That's kind of what I struggle with. Because it's like. Good point. You know what it is? I mentioned earlier that I like the show and I still stand by that despite everything. I like the idea of the show. I like the pieces that it had. I love the hall director. I love the chemistry between the actors. I love the girls' dorm. Like, I love the setting. I love the spot. There's so much I do love about it, but it doesn't pay off. Mm -hmm. The ending... Mm -hmm. Did I love the ending? I think in a really twisted sort of way, like, in the same way that I like the ending of Romeo and Juliet, I liked this ending because it is so woefully Shakespearean. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in a sense, you're just like overwhelmed by the tragedy of it. I'll bandwagon that. I think that's the best way of putting it. I like that. I like that it's very... If we're going to look at it through the lens that we knew they weren't going to stand a chance the second that he pulled a gun on her, then yes, I like the ending. He was killed. That's really sad. They. I mean, it was like a... 
I mean, what's another death that like compares to this? I feel maybe, um, oh my God, RoboCop. Yes. The death in RoboCop seems on par with Sewell's <laughs> death in Snowdrop because it is, you're just stunned. Like he gets shot like a million times. He's protecting her. It's, it's gross hyperbole. It, it's so much. And it's, you know, it's, it's cheap, but it works because despite everything, when we finally get to see the life or death stakes, like, okay, like it wasn't perfect, but he literally died in her arms. Like yeah. it, it was a perfect representation. Like this was never going to be, it was never going to work. And in a way, I'm glad that he, he had to die. He had to die. If they ended up together, that would have just been gross. Like there was no way it was mm-hmm. going to work. I, I like how everybody ended up i like that the spies that were really corrupt died i like that the doctor ended up going to north korea with the 300 million dollars because you know you know she's gonna save all their families and she's gonna dip we have proof that she can do it so i felt at peace with her ending yeah i felt really at peace with her ending i love that all the husbands got arrested because that was just annoying Oh, let's talk real fast about Youngro's dad, who I thought was going to be kind of an ally and definitely try and get the girls to live. And then he ended up being just as evil as any of the other, you know, idiots who were in power. It's pretty bleak. It's actually pretty bleak. I was like, that is the bleakest thing about this. Not just the romance being like crashing and burning, but her dad (laughs) is... (laughs) (laughs) But her dad is also so much to blame i hated that i i I loved it from a story perspective but i hated that like bro everybody was so corrupt the mother Mm. was who was only really fixated on getting 13 of the hostages to die and every time like something happened hey did 13 of them die like yeah yeah she kept like asking if 13 of them died like how many of them are left in the building you know something dangerous is happening and she's happy about it it's just it was inconsistent writing too it was really inconsistent because at one moment you think he's an ally the next you don't think he is then one Mm. moment you think he's an ally and then you know i didn't it was so tiring yeah it kept you guessing but it it just annoyed yeah yeah we did get an epilogue though for our couple yes because he leaves her the cassette message oh god yeah and he tells her, you bloomed flowers inside me who was so cold. All right. I guess that's where Snowdrop comes from because it's like a snowflower. There's something lost in translation there somewhere. I bet you anything there, there is. There's, but... there's probably a... That, that is probably like a mistranslation that somehow incorporates Snowdrop or in their culture probably alludes to the power of a Snowdrop. But there's there's a reason and we're just not getting it. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's see if we can do some recon on that. Why the hell what? is it called Snowdrop? <laughs> wow. Oh, man. But then we also have like a La La Land ending where he's singing in the cafe. And this was the scenario that they said, oh, like if we were normal and you weren't a spy and I wasn't, you know, so-and-so's daughter, like we would have met in these circumstances and they actually play it out in the epilogue. The singing is like... <laughs> The song is like so traditional too. <laughs> like it's almost like a folk song. I was so confused. It was romantic, but also like, eh. it doesn't say why it's called. Oh, I think I see why. What happened? There's a flower called a snowdrop that looks oh. like a paper airplane. I'm so mad right now. <gasps> is that it? It looks like that. Here, that's I'll s- it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Let me see if I can. 
I'm going to send it to you on the side. You'll see it. Like, I'm just going to shoot this over to you because, like, now this has me kind of pissed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm, like, I'm upset. I'm excited to see the snow Here, drop. let's see. Uh, there we go. Send. Oh, man. <laughs> You're already laughing. You can't start laughing yet. I haven't seen it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. This is not... It does not. Yes, okay, it does. I guess you it kind of like... does. I see it. I see it. Listen, let me have this. Something needs to make sense because <laughs> so much of it doesn't. And, um, you know, when I Googled that, I see the two romantic leads and I'm angry again. I'm angry mm-hmm. again. I want, mm-hmm. I do like it, but I like it in the way that I like a lot of movies that are kind of like, like, uh, I don't know, like The Goldfinch, My Own Private Idaho, movies that they're like, oh, they're kind of good. Like mm-hmm. Chungking Express. I'm sure you've seen a movie like that where it's like a vibe, but is it a good mm-hmm. movie? Ooh. That's how I feel about this play or this Ooh. drama. Like I look at the leads now and I'm like, they have so much chemistry. They're good looking. Everything is right. But the writing kills it. Uh, like Superman with Brandon Routh. All the, per- all the perfect Superman? actors. Where <laughs> they is got all Superman the per- with Brandon Routh? They got all the perfect from? actors, but the writing was garbage. You think Kate Bosworth is a good... No, well, we're getting we're on topic here. But... Whatever. Well, not we're really, because remember, he's Superman, so. <laughs> I'm semi-related. There's the tie-in. Fine. Okay, I have come to the end of my notes. Do you have anything else you'd like to say uh, let me about see. Snowdrop? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I wrote a note saying, how is this show still going? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> pretty uh, that's a good that's a good thought to end off on i think so too if you if you have made it this far into the episode thank you so much for (laughs) coming on this weird journey um i'm not sure if you guys have heard other episodes but we're not usually this negative about a show i feel like what who am i kidding we we nitpick anything that we we care to but yeah but 25 21 was a bop so like i'm still reeling over that if you haven't heard that episode go listen to yeah. that episode right now go watch that show i endorse it whatever that means coming from me like go watch that show <laughs> man Twenty five, twenty one, amazing show and that was uh miguel was also on that show so that's why he's endorsing it <laughs> he's on that episode okay i we gotta get out of here go. you gotta go move to japan and i got k dramas to watch so we'll wrap it up this has been our review of Snowdrop, and this is our show. I am Jessica, and this has been ATC Presents Debake Rambles Podcast. I'm throwing out the page I found. Memory about you and I. There's a time I dreamed about. The place will go on a summer So take me to your deepest heart Now I really need proof to go on Cause my life goes dark When I know that I can never be alone Wish we never saw it.
But now I know you're just too far to catch you with my arms. Wish I never let you. Wish I never touched your hand on the day I really thought you were the only one that I could ever.